Hey everybody, welcome back to the vlog. Thank you so much for once again joining me for tea time. Today, we have a little bit of misty morning. So, so good. What do you think, guys? Pick your poison, pick your poison, guys. We're gonna be talking about cameras, obviously, today, but we're going to focus on Rico and the new Pentax K3 Mark III that was officially, let's say, introduced. Um, so we're gonna get into it a little bit. It is an APS-C camera and it is an SLR, DSLR, right? It is not a mirrorless camera. Wow, right? Wow. We're gonna talk about where DSLRs are going and according to Pentax, where they're going. So before I get into it, I wanna say that if you like this content just a little bit, all right, you might enjoy some of my other. I have about 400 videos or more on this channel in the last year, year and a half. Go check them out, subscribe to the channel, click this little bell notification, that would really be helpful this way. If and when I go live, you'll be notified of it immediately. And then of course, when I come out with a new video, you will be notified also. And throw it a thumbs up. If you enjoy it, give it a thumbs up. If you thought it was garbage, all right, give it a thumbs down. I'm okay with that. It's all right. No worries, either which way. But if you like it, please throw it a thumbs up. And finally, if you haven't downloaded my ebook yet, go over to jchristina.com forward slash ebook. Once again, jchristina.com forward slash ebook. 10 tips at making tax sharp images. There's something there for amateurs, pro-ams, professionals. There's something there for everyone. And it's free, free. Just go pick it up. Once again, jchristina.com forward slash ebook. So today we're gonna get into that Pentex K3 Mark III. So what I think I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you the specs first. I hate doing specs and I know a lot of you guys hate it too, but we need to talk about them a little bit. This camera has been slated for years now. All right, and it was supposed to come out by the end of 2020. And what they said today was basically that's not gonna happen. It will be coming out right around CP Plus. All right, the CP Plus show, I think it's February in 2021. So just keep that in mind. So even though this is the introduction or the announcement or the update, it still will not be live, let's say, available for you to purchase until February of 2021. Let's just get that out of the way immediately. So let's get into these specs and then we'll get into what I think about it and whatnot. So starting out with the sensor size, it is a 26 megapixel APS-C sensor and that comes to a size of 23.3 by 15.4. Five millimeters. Now the sensitivity ISO I think is really interesting here guys. We have 100 to 1.6 million ISO. I don't see any other camera ever do 1.6 million ISO. I don't even know what the heck that is, right? You just don't see that. So what they're doing here with these numbers, um, I really don't know uh, how they can do that. I, I don't see it. I really don't see it. Normally an APS-C camera probably has a max, maybe right around 6,400 ISO, 12,800 if you're really pushing it and you don't mind doing some 
mushing after the fact to get rid of some of that dirtiness, some of that noise, right? So 1.6 million ISO, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I call BS on it. it. It is what it is. Anyways, image stabilizer, it does have. So it does have your in-body image stabilization, which is five axis, just like everything else these days. Your max image size is raw 26 megapixels, and that is 6,192 by 4,128. Now it does have a dual card slot, SD card slot. The only thing is, is in slot one, you will only be able to put a USH two and that is it whereas in the second slot it does not allow for uhs two you would have to use a uhs one now i just we're in 2020 people all right when you have a dual card slot they need to take the exact same media you know not one slow one fast what what is that okay you know when when UHS-2 was first coming out, you know, years back, and you would put one in a camera, you're like, oh, you know, I got this UHS-2 going on in here. All right, I get it. Okay, that's cool and all. But now in 2020, they need to all be the same, the same media type. All right, that just, it's just stupid in my personal opinion. Now, the viewfinder, of course, is a pentaprism. Okay, hence the name Pentax. That's where they came up with the name way back. The whole idea of a really beautiful pentaprism. And some of these pentaprisms are absolutely gorgeous. I don't know if you've ever seen them. They're glass. They're just, they're, they're impeccable. They're unbelievable. Now, of course, that is an OVF. It's not an EVF. So this is not a mirrorless camera. Like I said before, it is an APS-C DSLR. Now, the magnification on it is 1.05. So you're getting just a slight bit of magnification is literally the entire frame. Supposedly it's getting close to almost a full frame in the amount of view. So that's really interesting, I like that. Now, as far as focusing, it does give you both contrast and phase detect, as far as I understand. That is one-upping Panasonic, whereas they're only doing contrast detect and not phase, whereas all the other manufacturers are doing both. So that is good, they are doing both. Now, as far as functions, we do see focus peaking as well as face detection and touch AF. So you can kind of touch around the back of the screen and pull your focus. All current cameras are doing that. This is nothing new, nothing groundbreaking as of yet, right guys, nothing groundbreaking. Now, when it comes to AF points, it does only have 101 points of autofocus. And as far as cross type, which are the most beneficial, okay, there's only 25. So this is like 2015, maybe 2014, 2016. I mean, I don't, I don't understand this at all, but We'll get into more of that later. As far as the LCD monitor, it is a 3.2 inch, so it is rather big, 1.6 million dot rear panel. That's kind of nice. I like that because it is bigger than what we see the norm. The norm usually is about three inches. This is 3.2. The shutter speed will go one eight thousandths of a second all the way up to 30 seconds, or you could do a max of 20 minutes as far as a long duration um, capture. Also continuous shooting. This will go up to 12 frames per second, which isn't bad. That is pretty quick. That's quick enough. 
um, for a current modern camera. Of course, we're seeing electronic shutters going all the way up to 20 and 30 frames per second, but this is, remember, a manual shutter that's clanking around in there. So 12 frames per second is not bad. Now, as far as video capture, we do see that it does capture video in MPEG-4 as well as MOV, either which way, whichever one you want. And it does record 4K. So it'll do 4K 30p, it'll do 24p in 4K, and then once you hit 1080, it will do 60p, 30p, and 24p. So it has everything covered besides slow-mo. We don't see a 120p and we do not see a 240p in either 4K or not even in 1080p. Once again, it feels very 2016, right? We don't see slow-mo not even in 1080p in just full HD. That's problematic because all cameras today in 2020 have that. So that's a problem to me. Now record time is 25 minutes or four gigabytes, whichever one comes first, and then it shuts off and then you have to start again. I hate that, but it kind of is what it is, right? Now the battery is a DL190 and it will give you approximately 800 photos before kicking the bucket. That is really nice. 800 photos is a lot before having to charge the battery. Not bad, not bad at all. Your connection ports are very similar to any other camera that you see currently out there. It has the USB Type-C as well as USB 3.2 Gen 1. So it's very current when it comes to your connection. Wireless is 802.11, it'll do B, G, and N. We don't see AC or anything else faster than that, but N is the top speed. We have Bluetooth version 4.2 in there. Of course, you do have your mic jack, which is absolutely imperative if you're doing video as well as a headphone jack in there also. And the weight is approximately 820 grams. Now that is with your dual SD cards in there and of course your battery, so not bad. Now the price is gonna be right around $1,900 for this camera. So the price is pretty much right. It's not that bad. I mean, it should be probably a little bit cheaper, but it is what it is. So what I wanna do is I wanna roll some video. Video of the announcement, all right? Before I give you my take on this camera and my thoughts, all right? So let's jump into my screen. So there you go, that's what the camera looks like. That is the Pentax K3 Mark III. Well, at least that's what it's going to look like when it comes out. Let's scroll down here to this video and see what you think. Let me roll this. Pentax defines the future of SLR cameras. When you take a picture with an SLR, the light passes through the lens and in turn the optical viewfinder. You view the image with your eyes and feel it with your heart. This is the unique experience you get when using an SLR. Pentax is committed to the future of SLR photography through the continued development of camera technology. Pentax pioneered SLR cameras through the love of photography. Pentax quickly discovered the enormous potential of SLR cameras in an era when rangefinder cameras had reached their peak. Shooting with an eye-level viewfinder would never have happened without the introduction of a pentaprism. And this is where Pentax gets its name. 
It was the spirit of Pentax that turned the picture from a mere record into a free-form means of expression. To enjoy the entire process of so as you can see here, they're really pushing the whole idea of an SLR. The idea of having a pentaprism, right? And seeing what your lens sees instead of an augmented reality. Something that we see when it comes to mirrorless cameras. With a mirrorless camera, you're not really seeing what you're capturing. You're seeing what your settings are set to. All right, so a perfect example is if you have a LUT in your camera already put into it and on, you will see everything through the eye of that LUT, all right? It will look just like it's going to end up. The idea when it comes to mirrorless, why a lot of people like it, is the idea of WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. And while that's great and all, what they're saying here is don't undercut the value of a pentaprism and actually seeing out the lens, all right? The idea of an OVF versus an EVF. And for me, while I do like the EVFs, now that the megapixels are getting better, blackout is becoming less and less, and now we're starting to see some really, really sharp, great EVFs that look almost like reality. Still a little bit off, but close enough, let's call it. You have a quick refresh rate, which helps also. 120 frames per second or higher on these EVFs. That is very, very important. So they're getting there. Do I like them as much as an OVF? No, but we can see Pentex here is really pushing the idea of how amazing it is to shoot with a DSLR in comparison to mirrorless. Why is that? Well, because they're betting the farm on DSLRs. They're not moving from them. So let's go ahead and get into another piece here. Is devoted to the design of optical viewfinders. Pentax is committed to the development of optical viewfinders by incorporating a pentaprism. This allows the light captured by the lens to be viewed with the naked eye. It allows you to enjoy photography whilst directly viewing the light that creates the final image. Pentax SLRs express qualities that... Now, once again, like I said, it's all about the pentaprism for them and coming up with a really good pentaprism. Now, according to what I was reading, the new pentaprism that they're using in this is going to be even better than that was seen in the Mark I and the Mark II. They're using glass combined with other elements or something to make it absolutely gorgeous, supposedly. So, um, once again, Pentaprism, Pentaprism, DSLR, DSLR. They keep pushing that. So let's get back into it. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna move over into his announcement and see what he has to say about the camera. T21. We're sorry for this unexpected delay and appreciate your patience. Let me give you an update on the progress of development. First, we have finalized its product name, the Pentax K3 Mark III. 
This shows that it is the successor to the Pentax K3 Mark II, which was launched in 20... I have to pause there, guys. Why do you do that? That's, that's the problem with some of these announcements. They're just so god-awful. I mean, they just announced finally the name of the camera is going to be the Mark III. Okay. Uh, anyways, I digress. Let's get back into this video. 2015 as our APS-C flagship model. I can assure you, though, that the performance and specifications will make it much more than just the next model in a series. Let's go over the main features and specifications. First is the new optical viewfinder, which will bring you experiences beyond your perception of APS-C digital SLR cameras. This is one of the most essential elements of this new camera because it lets you capture images as if communicating directly with the subject and allows you to enjoy all the processes involved in taking pictures by sensing the actual light to maximize your creativity. With a magnification of one... All right, guys, I can't, I can't. Um, yeah, so I, 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 I can't, I can't do any more. I'm sure you guys don't want to hear any more of this. Um, yeah. So once again, it's really about the pentaprism and about the DSLR being better than a mirrorless camera in their view. So one thing that I found very interesting here is they're very proud of what they've created here or he is. And let me just jump back over here. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. All right. Image quality and ambiance immeasurable by numbers alone. The fourth is its continuous shooting and image tracking performance. We added the improvements indicative of an APS-C flagship model. The continuous shooting speed has been greatly upgraded to the maximum of approximately 12 images per second. while the autofocus system has <laughs> oh, also no, been I totally can't, improved. I can't. All right. All right, guys. All right. That, that's enough. Okay. I said it was enough before, but yeah, that's enough. So you can see he's just, he's just excited about that 12 frames per second. Just more like, then that glow. He's just loving it. He's loving it. Like, oh my God. All right. So yeah. We know that the presentation is absolutely god-awful, that's fine, but, you know, I, I look at this sometimes and I say, you know, why do companies do this? It's not just them. A lot of these big companies do it. They just have like their COO, their CFO, their CEO, they're just some, someone that's just god-awful in front of the camera. They just can't put two words together and then they're just, they're there with this stuffed shirt. Just, this is my camera and this does, then we are proud. And it's like, oh my God, just like robotic, right? People buy people, people do not buy products, period. All right. If you're in business and you haven't figured that out yet. All right. Just quit. Just get out of business. All right. One more time. People buy people. People do not buy products. Okay. You have to like the person. All right. And this is just, okay. 
I don't even know. I mean, they could have just hired like someone that's just a speaker to introduce this camera or maybe just like a hot chick be like, look, here's the camera. I love using it, you know, or something. You know, I, I, the only person that I know of that can really do this well, that can really introduce a product that he is like the founder of or the CEO of the company, that's Steve Jobs. The man's long gone. This guy is not Steve Jobs. Don't do this. Don't do it ever again. All right. If you're listening, find someone else to do it. All right. You're probably a nice guy and all, but the whole brrrr and the grin and the whole. Yeah. Um, all right. So my take on it. Um, the product's supposed to have been out last year and then it was a year later and months later and so on and so forth. We understand COVID and the whole nine yards that that has pushed things back and it's supposed to be released 2020. And now they're saying CP plus will be where it'll be introduced. And that will be February or around the 25th through the 28th of 2021. Excellent. The problem that I have here with this camera is that I'm sure some of you will agree the camera specs really feel like a 2016 camera, 2017 camera, literally like two years after the Mark II came out. They made this camera, they like let it sit there, like gathering dust bunnies, okay, and spider webs. Now for Halloween, they just shook them off and they said, ah, we're gonna just show the product and then we'll put it out there in 2021, February you know, another four months down the road or so. I, I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. To me, I think that it looks by spec like a good camera, all right? For 2016, 2017, there's nothing here that I would say, wow, this is innovative. This is basically iterative to the Mark II. Is it better? Yes, it's better. Is it worth $1,900? Well, if you already have Pentex lenses, it probably is. Because you probably won't see another one until 2027 or so, 2026, I don't know. a long time. So is it worth picking up? Yeah, probably, probably. I personally look at it as that we're, we're basically seeing more of the same, but even though we are seeing more of the same, what I have to commend them for is standing fast with the DSLR community and saying that while all other manufacturers are going mirrorless, we are going to stick to our name, Pentex, Pentaprism, the beginnings of it all, right? So, I mean, I like that. I like that a lot. It feels very Fuji-esque, if that's a word, Fuji-esque. Yeah, Fuji, Fuji film, something like that. Fuji-esque. It feels very Fuji-esque. What Fuji said, you know what? Hey, you guys are all going full frame mirrorless. You know what? You guys go into that tub and fill it with blood. You can be in there with those people. We're not going to do it. We're not. We are not going to go into that bloodbath, period. We're not. We are not going to create a full frame mirrorless camera. We're gonna circumvent that completely. We're gonna do a really good APS-C mirrorless camera, and then we're going to create a awesome, awesome value, all right, digital medium format camera. So they skipped full frame altogether. They went APS-C, skipped full frame, went straight to medium format. And that's what I feel like 
Pentax is doing here. Instead of going into a mirrorless um, system, they're just sticking with what they know, right? They know pentaprisms. They're gonna make a better one than ever that they're gonna put into this, and they probably will, and it will be amazing. They're sticking with OVF over EVF. They're sticking with a clacky clack shutter in comparison to the electronic. Now, this camera does have both mechanical and electronic so that when you're in, let's call it live view or whatever, and you're doing video, you will have that electronic shutter um, that will be there doing its thing in comparison to the clacker, as I call it. But regardless, I still think that it's a good camera I think it's a good camera for 2016, maybe not for 2021, but I do like and I do respect them for sticking to their guns, so to speak, and not following the train, the mirrorless train down the track that everyone else is doing. Now, do I think DSLRs are gonna die? Yes, they are slowly dying on the vine and eventually they will be gone, but Pentex might be the only place that you can go, safe harbor, let's say, and use a DSLR in 10 years from now, let's say. Who knows? It's a possibility. And maybe Pentex will do what Fuji did and went from their APS-C, moved straight into a medium format, once again, DSLR, instead of the whole mirrorless thing all the time. So it's a possibility. They could do it. But we will see. Once again, I do like the camera. I think that it, it has a place, but I think its place is very limited. Um, the price at 200,000 yen or about $1,900, let's call it US, I think is a little bit steep for what you're getting. But if you are a Pentex shooter, I don't think that it's bad. I think it will give you plenty of years of really good value, let's say. so. ROI on it might not be superb, but I think it's good enough, like I said, if you already have the glass. I think a new shooter that is new into photography will have a hard time looking at this camera when there's all of these you know, pieces of sugar candy all out there that Sony comes up with and now Canon and even Nikon is coming up with. Um, so how well this does, I hope it does better than Olympus with their $3,000 micro four thirds disaster that basically put them or their camera company out of business. So we'll see what ends up happening. Anyways, I wanted to give you this and just give you my impression on it, show you what I saw, show you some specs, and now I want you to be the judge. What do you think about the camera? Is it something that you're interested in? Are you a Pentex shooter currently. If you are, would you be buying this camera in February or putting in a pre-order for it? Are you excited about it? Is there anything from this camera you would like to see? Is there something in there that you absolutely love that you think is groundbreaking, whereas I think that it's more iterative? What do you think? I want to hear from you. So, once again, if you haven't downloaded my ebook, go check it out over at jchristina.com forward slash ebook. 10 tips at making tech sharp images. Once again, jchristina.com forward slash ebook. Also, if you have not seen or listened to any of my ghost stories or tales for this season of Samhain or Halloween, whatever you want to call it, 
go check them out. I'm gonna put a little link right over here. People are really enjoying them. I was surprised, but I'm very happy about that. So it's a little freebie, let's say, from me to you guys for the season. Go check them out. Basically, I'm narrating some short tales and ghost stories. And my last one was The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe, one of my favorites when I was a child. So go check that out. Once again, I'll put something here, maybe in the comment area or in the description or whatnot. Anyways, guys, if you enjoyed the video, please, once again, give it a thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed, why the hell not? Please subscribe to the channel. Click this little bell icon right over here. So once again, when I come out with new videos or if I go live, you'll be notified of it immediately. And finally, head over to my website, jchristina.com, where you can find all the photography tools that I've invented for you and me over the years. And hopefully there's something there that you might like. And if there is, please pick it up and support me and my family. That would be much appreciated. That's it. I'm out of here for yet another vlog. Many blessings to you and your family. Stay safe and stay healthy.